This is the Mediocre Gaming Super Friends Committee. I'm Pugs McGee. You can follow me on Twitch at The Good, The Bad, The Pugly. Follow our Facebook group. And enjoy the show. Fellows and gals, non-binary pals, it's episode 14. Today we're going to talk about control. And no, I'm not talking about BDSM. <laughs> oh, wait, wrong we weren't? Po- wrong podcast, <laughs> I gotta go. Shit, I did the wrong research. <clears throat> but I studied all week. <laughs> <laughs> So many so, hours wasted. I got this game when it first came out, and I played it for a few hours, and it was cool and stuff. But I kind of got bored with it. But uh, it was free recently, so everybody's been picking up to play it. So I'm like, okay, let's do it. And I got really into it now. Uh, beat the game the other day, and uh, I really ended up enjoying it. Well, what about you guys? I mean, I just, I personally just can't really get attached to it. I don't know. Nothing, it's not grabbing me. I'm almost halfway through the game and it just, I don't know. It's all right. Yeah, it's uh, not the game. Like, it's just, it's me, I guess. No, I mean, the, it. It, the game's kind of slow and it's not like the most, you know, action-packed, exciting story. And you haven't really started to hit the payoff or to get the answers that you need for it to be like, oh, wow, okay. So, yeah, it's kind of unfortunate that you didn't get a little bit farther because if you had, I think your opinion might be, you know, slightly improved from where it is. Yeah, like I, I hear that. But at the same time, I mean, you shouldn't have to play like three quarters of a game for it to get good. Well, I mean, if to me, for instance, it's like it's it's like a movie where uh, I can't think of a good movie off the top of my head that does this, but it's a movie where you know you're asking questions the whole time, and then there's a big payoff, and you finally start to get the answers, and everything comes together. You know what I mean? Yeah, this is like an M Night Shyamalan kind of game. Yeah. Yeah, so it's it's kind of like that to me, and I think that's what put me off from the game originally because I kind of wasn't ready for that kind of a slow burn. You know what I mean? Mm. But I don't yeah, know. I, really, uh, I, mean, I did the same thing actually with the movie The Village because I it, <laughs> it was kind of propped up as a horror movie, and I went to see it, and it was not a horror movie; it was a suspense movie. Mm. So I kind of didn't like it, right? You know, through the whole most of the movie, I was like, "This is dumb. What am I? What am I watching?" And then at the end, I was like, "Ah, it was actually a good movie. I just wasn't looking for that kind of movie today." You know? Yeah. I, 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 yeah, for sure. I know we're not talking about the village, but yeah, I had the same same problem. (laughs) (laughs) But control. I had the same thing that you had, Pugs, where you said we were all gonna play. I'm all right, cool. You know, where's up? I play. I played a little bit. I'd probably be the first mission and I just like put it down. You know, that's why I didn't finish it. Honestly, I got halfway through the game, but mm. then when I picked it back up, my thing for me was that the combat, the first part of the combat is very, very, very 
rudimentary. Yeah, so it's hard to get into right up the. Once you start <laughs> getting the powers, that's when the game really flushes itself out, and that's what did it for me. Once I started yeah. getting the <clears throat> evade and levitate and the shield and then the new guns, like that's when the game really oh, yeah, started to shine for me. The powers and stuff are game changing, and the guns and the mods, the mods yeah. especially. So, and then the, obviously the powers are just. They feel really good. Like, right, for instance, right. I can <clears throat> I can throw enemies and I can throw up to three objects at the same time. Oh, wow. Yeah. And just to let you know, like, damage-wise, those enemies with the shield, like, the, the weakest ones, to, even the medium-tier ones, I can one-shot them with telekinesis through their shields. Oh, just by hucking something at it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I also recover health when I do so. Oh, nice. So it, it the combat, you know, it's not the most fucking exciting thing in the world, but it, it feels good, and it has a lot it's, of depth. It's very solid. Like, everything feels solid. It's very... You can feel the emphasis, the weight of what you're doing. Oh yeah, combat. telekinesis feels great. Like when you throw something at somebody, especially like whenever they're getting hit as the object's moving towards you. That's mm-hmm. the best part. Right, and then you throw back enemy. at them. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and you can hit multiple enemies with that crap. Yeah, for sure. I the story that... now. The story is very convoluted, so I don't know. Or how, how far did you get? I beat it last night. I, um... Oh okay. Personally, uh, well, let's 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 talk about the combat first, then we'll dive into the story. Because I don't want to keep going back and forth. So I know we're we're passing it to you, Matt. But I want to know what you think of the combat first, and then we're gonna go around and talk about the story. Yeah, well, for me, the combat felt very fluid and good, just like uh, Quantum Break. If anyone's ever played that, it's only on its Xbox game, but it came control spawn off of that game. Yeah, yeah, I do recall. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. Quantum Break. Wish I'd played that game. Quantum Break feels I'm... better to me, honestly. I, I played that this week as I was playing Control just to see, but it's because you you can control time. You're like God basically in Quantum Break. I mean, she's strong, but you can you can you know you like the Flash type of thing. You control time, this and that. But mm. it still feels really cool. good in the power, like when. I was bored as hell at first, and then I got levitation. I'm like, okay, I'm awesome. Yeah, levitation's so good. <laughs> yeah, that's and then you can, and then you can use that with the 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 dodge thing. You know, you can spam the dodge. The so, evade. Mm-hmm. There was a side mission where you go into the safe room. I forget what. Oh man, I forget what exactly you were supposed to do. There was some object of power that was locked down, or, or uh, an altered world item. But <clears throat> there's this huge gap. Oh, it's the anchor. The anchor thing that shoots clocks at you. Oh yeah, I know. <laughs> so there's that huge gap, and you're supposed to have levitation to get across the gap. I just air dodged all the way over. I there. did the same exact thing, dude. <laughs> but I, I had to get used to it because in order to make that work, you have to have maximum height when you start, and you have to mash circle as fast as you possibly can. So it took me a while to get the timing down because I'd always fall short of being able to grab on a ledge. So I ended up losing a shit ton of my element or whatever, the upgrade materials, 
or you know the money the currency or whatever i ended up mm-hmm. losing a bunch of that before i could get it right and then the clock thing kept screwing with me because apparently when you if you're on the platform that it th- goes at first like i was throwing the clock at it and it didn't do anything for the first one so i was like okay fuck me then so then i kept dying i had to go back and uh dash back across again i'm like i should just i was in in my head i'm like i probably have to get something because i didn't know levitation was a thing at this point so i'm like i probably have to progress and get some power before i can get across this and i kept telling myself that but i'm like no i want to do this now but yeah <laughs> so i yeah so when i got levitation i was like this is amazing But anyway, back to that. Sorry about that. Oh, no, I just, I, it wasn't the clock thing, but there's another sp- spot where it's like you got to go to the motel or whatever, and you got to figure out the puzzle to unlock the the bridge across. But I just air my air dash my way across the bitch. I was like, nope. And then I get over there, door doesn't open. I'm like, okay, <laughs> so I got to go all the oh, way back. Shit. See, it didn't even occur yeah. to me to do that at that part. Yeah. So I was just like, oh, okay, but. Yeah, I think the combat is fun. The weapon mods and the weapons. It feels good. It feels weighty, like you said. The telekinesis. Bitch slapping people with whatever I want. Even, like, if there's nothing around that you can pick up, you can pull a piece out of the wall. It's really cool. Yeah, and if you upgrade, yeah, you can throw the enemies themselves. Yeah. <laughs> so, and that's another thing, is, like, the fact that you can upgrade the powers and the guns. Yeah. And... When you upgrade the powers, they get stronger. You can do different things. Like, for instance, you know, with telekinesis, it's it's a little weak at first. And you can only throw one item. But one of the side trees lets you start throwing enemies. Like, you can throw small enemies when they're at low health. And then you keep going. You can throw large enemies when they're at low health. Then you can throw large Mm -hmm. items. You can throw multiple items. Like I said, I can throw three different items at the same time. So, basically, if you supercharge your telekinesis damage and you max your energy you're like unstoppable yeah i i think the the combat definitely is great i honestly would recommend all of you play or at least watch like a full kitted out quantum break thing and all my i'm gonna play quantum like the dude it you you because I got Games Pass now, so I can play it on PC. Yeah, you feel, you feel it, it feels great, but it, it, like like control feels good too. But I still would bring Quantum Break over it, just me personally. Well, see, Quantum Break is interesting to me because of the time thing. Yeah, but I I, I ended like I said, I ended up liking Control a lot. Uh, it got a lot of awards. I think IGN even gave it Game of the Year for 2019, which blew me away because like. You know, I mean, I obviously hadn't beat the game at that point, but it just didn't seem like a game to me that was going to get game of the year. So when they gave it game of the year, I was like, wow, okay. So, but after playing it this week, I really, 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 really enjoyed it. I had coworkers like imploring me, like, you need to play this game. You have to play this game. You have to play it. And I just kept putting it up, putting it up. Because, you know, these are the same dudes that, like, you know, play Fortnite and, you know, (laughs) are expert at Rocket League and, like, you know, you know what I'm saying. So, you know, of course, I take whatever they say with a grain of salt. But, you know, this one, for sure, like, I could see where they were coming from on this one. Absolutely. Robert, what did, how do you feel about the combat? 
I know you're not as far in as we are. Uh, yeah, even like the basic combat though. Like I do enjoy the fighting style for sure. Yeah. Like the way you can, you know, mix melee and telekinesis and, you know, I love that you don't have to run around looking for ammo like a jackass. Just... Yeah. Yeah. I like the gu- how the gun has like a mind of its own and stuff like that. Yeah. Whoa. And even like just switching weapons like between the two guns or, well, I'm sure there's going to be more guns, but it's just, I think like, there's five. Instantly. There's either I four. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. And the fact that you don't have to reload. I mean, you have to wait. It's on a cooldown, but you don't have to actively reload. And see, my strategy was, since my telekinesis is OP, I would just, you know, spam that until I run out of energy, and then I would shoot shit until my energy came back. My my favorite move is levitating and then ground slamming an, an enemy. See, I did, that was one of the things I hadn't dabbled in. I don't have ground slam. Oh, at all. man, it, it's so satisfying to hit. If you level up all the way, you hit anybody, even with shields, it's like, it's over. Hmm. See, I thought about it, but I really wanted to max my damage for telekinesis and my energy, and uh, I got it. I almost maxed out my health, so I just haven't gotten ground slam yet. I guess. I think so far I've done level one for all four categories, and then I think they did level two for health or gun. I can't remember. I hear you. I was just kind of working from left to right. Yeah, that's kind of what I do. See, I specialized because, like, I just knew that I was going to be all about telekinesis. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to increase the damage and maximize my energy. But then I started getting fucking wrecked by enemies. So I'm like, okay, time to get some health. And But, like, mm-hmm. all my mods are basically centered around energy or, um, well, I mean, my personal ones. Because I have three personal mods. And, like, two of them are for energy, and one of them is for sea uh, uh, speed, because you can take over enemies and make them fight for you. Mm. So that's pretty that's pretty yeah. useful, because you can take control of, like, pretty strong enemies, like, all of them except for the mini-bosses. Oh, right on. So, and there's no limit as to how many you can take over as well, so... I would sit there, those annoying flying dudes in the chair, I'd get them low on health and then take them over and just watch them destroy everything for me. I'm like, yes. While yeah. I'm throwing, like, <laughs> walls at people. I'm like, oh, yes. Man, there are, those things are a nightmare. Like, you yeah, because... Yeah, yeah. These things are flying around above you, and then you got guys shooting you with rockets. Those you things know. are my weakness because they dodge your telekinesis, and it's hard to hit them. But then sometimes I'll nail them right away, and I'm like, okay, screw you. The their weakness is the sniper gun because that's what I use against them, and they oh, don't dodge it. The sniper gun that I'm might actually, be the the Pierce. See, I don't have that one. I got uh, spin, um, and I got the rocket launcher. Uh, the Pierce is what you need for them because they won't dodge it. You can just sit there and snipe them. Telekinesis doesn't work. My guns typically don't work, so I, I'm like, I guess I just got the wrong damn gun. They just they just sit there and need it for sure, and because they do a shit ton of damage. Like if you get hit by their telekinesis, I know. Dude, and there's always like two or three of them. My world, yeah, yeah. See in the DLC, there's always way too many in the of DLC. Them. There are enemies that come up and melee you. I'm not talking about the ones that blow up. These bastards will jump on you and like literally like melee you. Wow. So those are fun. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> yeah. Because all I have to do is 
coming to melee me, they sneak up on you, and then I'll have the the ones that come up and blow up on you while the dudes in the uh-huh. are throwing shit at me, while the snipers are sniping me. I'm like, wow. Yeah, I kind of like that though, where it's it's not easy. Like it's just so you know you don't just walk through and just destroy everything yeah, you, have- you know even when you're powerful but yeah like they do challenge you they do push you, yeah, you like to I decide like on the fly I- who to take out first based on what's mm-hmm. most annoying to you at the time <laughs> the orbs yeah well see you know what's funny my telekinesis was doing so much damage that you know how the orbs keep healing the enemies well I'm like you yeah. can't heal them if they're dead because I'd be one shot them. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I find. Yeah, no, those are what I always go for first, for sure. I'll take out a bunch of the peons, and then I just make sure that I, uh, I take out the uh, the orb before I go after the boss. Yeah, well, I mean, I start by going after the orbs, but as soon as you hit them, they teleport away. So I'm like, well, fuck you then, and I just kill all the little guys because I just one shot everything with telekinesis. Yeah, but the the guys that levitate, I found the strategy I've been using for those with my, you know, lackluster weaponry, was um. I would uh, levitate, like throw something at it first, and then they'll dodge. But every time they dodge, they stay for a little bit. Like they don't move again right away. So I'll right. huck, I'll huck something at it. And when they dodge that, I just shoot them like basically full clip with the pistol. Yeah, I mean, I I was doing that too, but my guns weren't upgraded for a good long, probably until like the end of the game. I didn't upgrade my guns. So, because I was spending my my currency to uh, upgrade my mod quality, so I didn't really upgrade my guns for the longest time. So my guns were kind of assy. So basically, those floating chair guys were the bane of my existence for like the entire game. I mean, there were yeah, times, and of course, if you're building like telekinesis, that's like the one thing you yeah. can't hit the ball. Well, see, the thing is, is there were I'd say about forty percent of the time. My telekinesis would hit them immediately. I think it's more likely to hit them if you're closer to them. That's my theory. Oh, yeah, yeah. You kind of have to, like, close quarters. You just get up on them. And yeah, just, yeah, I figured that out about midway through, and I started hitting them more often. But, yeah, those were definitely, like, the worst thing for me. But everything else I just ripped with telekinesis, just destroyed. So... I didn't really need my gun. My gun was kind of filler. Yeah, that's fair. I I really like the Pierce on that. That see that now I wish I'd freaking gotten. Kind of open up with that. Well, I'm not done with the DLC yet, so yeah. I, pro- I probably have enough resources to go and get that. But because those guys with shields, I mean, you just tear through the shields, and then once those done, you telekinesis your way till it recharges, and then you go back at it. That's how I do it. I kind of do the opposite of what you do. <laughs> yeah, here you. Well, I got so much freaking energy that I, mean, the... I can. I can use telekinesis like probably eight times before I have to wait for it to come back. Yeah, mine's not built up that much. But now, mind you, if I I'm kind of have my abilities more, spread out, the more objects you throw, the more energy it costs. But right. I think I've been wasting energy because, like, I'll throw three objects of stuff, even though they'll die with like one. <laughs> so I'm like, uh, I should probably <laughs> not. I should probably save this for shield guys and the bigger enemies instead of just going gung ho because I can. Yeah, that's fair. But the rocket gun's fun. I've been using that. That's my that I did not get. That's a good one. It does exactly what you think it would. Maybe you shoot it, a projectile that blows up, but you can hold it down 
and you'll shoot like three at a time and just like boom boom oh really yeah but i almost killed myself a couple times because you know close quarters <laughs> up is uh it hurts oh it does hurt you that's that's good oh yeah it, it hurts a lot who knew explosion? It's kind of good that it'll just let you like walk around and blow up at your feet and just kill everything. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, can't do that. But no, it's basically I just shoot. And can't do that by the way. Enemy general direction and watch them go boom, boom. And then whenever you know my energy comes back, I'm just telekinesis all the way. Okay, I just unlocked the pierce gun. That's fun. <laughs> See, ah, there you Demons go. <clears throat> Oh, it's just a, You're happened welcome, to be the option I had right now. <laughs> You're still welcome. The weapon upgrades are expensive. Like, it takes some pretty rare materials to uh, upgrade the weapons. Yeah, for sure. I think that's why... I think they really did want you to specialize like you did. Like, picking specific things. Yeah, I think so, too. I cause... think... See, spreading out is fine, because you get a lot of points throughout the game. So spreading out eventually is okay, but I think initially, like if you want to have the best experience, that you should definitely right. specialize. But then again, like Souls games taught me that like forever ago, like specialize, specialize, specialize. So I, I basically do that in everything. Mm-hmm. I don't like to spread things out too thin. Jack of all trades and a master of none. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Some games you can kind of get away with it, but. That the control seems like a game you need to kind of pick a path, you know, pick how you want to play the game. Yeah, I generally specialize in whatever allows me to be tanky. Oh, yeah, you get a shield from a side mission. Yeah, you can, and the shield you can use to like attack other, like attack out. There's some crazy mods for it, like it'll make your ammo recharge faster and recover health and all these other things you can do with it. Uh-huh. I, I had um, well, Mitch. You guys know him. Uh, he, yeah. was, he was telling me that yeah. uh, I couldn't. Uh, you can't tank um, Jedi Fallen Order. He's like, <laughs> you need you need to like dodge and you know use finesse to beat that game. And I think it was like a day later. I He's like, no, I, I don't. Like, You're wrong. That's what easy <laughs> modes for. Oh hell no! I'm not playing on easy. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I remember. This is completely, you know, this is related to Jedi Fallen Order, not not Control, but since we're on the subject, the first time I ever played that game was for Zach. I sure played it for him. I'd never played the game before. He's about like a third of the way into the game asking me to solve a puzzle for him. And I'm like, all right, sure. So I'm sitting there playing it in share play, like playing his game for him, even though I never even played it before. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so that was one. Yeah. That sounds like Zach. <laughs> Yeah, if you crank your uh, your health and your force abilities all the way, you can tank that game easy. Yeah, that was a good game. I'm not even a Star Wars guy, and I like that game. It's funny, I like the game and the Mandalorian better than I like the damn movies. And I want to see the Obi-Wan show whenever yeah, that comes out in like 2045. Good. Oh, the Obi-Wan, yeah, it's going to be real good. But anyway, we're talking about control here, guys. Okay. <laughs> Who did that? There's always time for Star Wars, <laughs> you're, though. You're right. You're right. You know, nothing, you know, we can, we can... You can put Star Wars in literally anything. Why, why talk about anything else when you can just talk about Star Wars? <laughs> it's true. You know? That's the world we live in. 
So, um, but what did y'all think of the story? Okay, now this is gonna be fun. I'll start because I got things things to say. So, story starts off pretty slow. You're basically playing this woman, Jesse Faden, and the game starts off. You just go to this this building. It just looks like a regular ass building, and you go in there, and she's looking for her brother, and she's been searching for this place for years i think over a decade and she you know she the game starts with her finally finding this building and this building is basically a secret government organization building that houses paranormal objects and experiments that nobody else knows about so that's the whole premise of the game she's looking for her brother and you go to this building and as soon as you get there all hell breaks loose. Like the director of the Federal Bureau of Control is dead. There's this mysterious entity taking people over and wreaking havoc throughout the whole building. And then you got all these objects of power going crazy. So everything's a shit show. And, you know, you go up to the director's office and you pick up his gun. And all of a sudden you're the new director. Because the gun has a mind of its own. And it takes you to this other dimension where these mysterious beings called the board nominate you as the new director. So she's like, what the hell? <laughs> and then that, that, that's <laughs> how the game starts. But, and, is, you know, that, that's a pretty crazy premise. Like, it's really out there. And the whole game is pretty much like that. It's, it's like X-Files to me, but only better. I think it's better. Because, I don't know, I just really got into it. Like, you know, there are live-action video recordings, and there's audio recordings, and there's uh, documents that detail, like, all these different altered world events, they're called, where these crazy, mysterious, unexplainable things happen to people. Like, for instance there was this one guy who wrote them a letter talking about how he had a dream that he was supposed to build God out of like (laughs) a robot. And he'll use like a phone, like an old school phone dial. He's like, I was going to call you guys, but I used the phone dial to build God. So there's like all these documents with all this stuff. And it's just really cool to me, like how in depth it is. I mean, like the documents aren't particularly like long but like it explains these things these paranormal events well enough to where like you can just imagine it and it really it really gives into the rest of the stuff that you're experiencing firsthand as you're going through because you know while you're collecting all these documents and watching these videos like the this scientist named uh, Dr. S- uh, Dr. Darling. Yeah, Darling. I love that guy. He's my favorite character, but he, he makes all these videos like explaining all these different uh, phenomena. And it's just, it all blends in together really well. Like the main story has its own arc. You know, you, you know, the main story is you're looking for your brother while dealing with this bullshit because you have no choice because A, you're the director and B, in order to get your answers, you have to help these people and sift through all this mess. So you're inadvertently saving the day just to get what you really want. And that's the main story. And that's fine. I mean, 
you know, it, it's there to, you know, give you a track. But then there's all this side stuff. And that's that's what really makes the game for me is all those documents. Like, uh, for instance, another one of the documents, there was this dude who was pissed. He's like, you know, I, I put my time in to this job and I just want a decent shitter. It's like, I know the building moves around a lot, but, you know, if you can't, if you can't stop the crapper from moving, could you at least tell me where it is? So it's just like, it's hilarious. <laughs> like the toilet's moving and the dude's man, it's just, I just love it. And the side missions are cool like that as well. Cause there's, you know, objects of power that you need to go and cleanse. And a lot of them will give you powers that you wouldn't even get unless you went to do these side missions. So that's, that makes it even better because you could like, you know, if you're just breezing through the game, you could completely miss out on some cool powers. Mm. I feel attacked. And the, <laughs> for, <laughs> for instance, you didn't, you didn't need him. Don't worry. You're an exception. Don't worry about it. There's, there's a, a refrigerator that people have to keep staring at. Like they literally do it in shifts or they'll just have somebody sitting in the room with the refrigerator, just staring because if they don't, it kills people. <laughs> so they, they forget about this guy. This guy's sitting there for over a day, staring at this refrigerator for over a full day. And then he gets like sucked into another dimension inside the refrigerator and dies. And so you end up going into this refrigerator, into the other dimension to fight this giant worm thing called former, which at first you don't know what the hell it is. I know what it is now all the way in the DLC. I'm finding this out, but you go and fight this thing inside of a refrigerator, which takes you to another dimension. And that, that kind of crap is why I love the game so much because it's so out there and it really, it really stretches your imagination. Like it forces you to use your imagination because it's just so ridiculous. It's like a refrigerator that sucks you into another dimension where you fight this giant otherworldly worm thing. I'm like, holy crap, that's cool. Tell me that's not cool. That's not cool. Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it definitely has that, like, it's screwing around with you 90% of the time. And you should just... (laughs) So you kind of, like... But it's... The game, like, the... The world itself doesn't believe that it's screwing with you or itself. Yeah, because so this is it's kind of shit to them. Right, exactly. Or it's not necessarily regular, but it's not like right. It's just so they just kind of explain it away, like oh, it's a, oh, it's an object of power. That's just the thing that happens. Yeah, it could be anything. Yeah. So like they they're invested in it, you know, and it kind of helps you get invested in it too because they're taking it super seriously while you're out here like, what? This is ridiculous the dumbest thing i've ever heard but i mean the way they do it but it's fun yeah but it's like it's still it's there yeah exactly like you're you are actually fighting a reverter it's so ridiculous but it's believable based on everything that they put in the world the documents and the videos i can't tell you enough the live action video thing game not many games do that in fact i don't know i think it might be only those guys because they do that in quantum break as well with the live action videos 
I really like that stuff, and it really adds to the immersion. And Doctor Darling is so cool. And there was a music video at the end of the game with Doctor Darling, and it's hilarious to me. Cries and command. it's my favorite part of the whole. Cries game. and command and conquer. You just oh yeah, I forgot about command and conquer. Holy crap, I haven't played that game in like twenty years, bro. But anyway, Doctor Darling's music video of Dynamite is fantastic to the point where I recorded it on my PS5 so that I could watch it whenever I want. Nice. Yes. That's dedication. But anyway, spoilers to everybody, including you guys. Sorry, but uh, you had your time, you bastards. But I'm I'm wrong. You find a brother, and he basically... He's kind of butthurt because... Okay, we got to go back a little bit. Well, actually, I don't know. Like, It's kind of weird because it goes back and forth. But when they were kids, Jesse and Dylan, Dylan's brother, they ended up finding this projector. And the projector led to like six different dimensions or something like that. So when they were screwing around with it, they ended up finding these entities. And one of them was Polaris, which basically was like a guiding star for her and her brother. And its real name is actually Hedron. And the other entities were the Hiss. Now, this part, you wouldn't know unless you uh, actually read the documents. But the former director, Trench, and Dr. Darling end up going there because, you know, they end up finding out that they opened up these different dimensions and, you know, all of this. So the Bureau ends up going to their town called Ordinary, which is also hilarious and ironic that their hometown's called Ordinary, by the way. So the Bureau shows up, Trench and Darling, and, you know, they handle the situation. They, they literally move the entire dump where the projector was. They move everything in the dump to the bureau building. But what happens is uh, all the adults in the town just disappear. And I think there was like some, um, some loud vibration or frequency or something that was screwing people's ears. And it happened to Trench. And I think it was, it might have been only Trench that it happened to the director. And, you know, they tested him and everything and said his medical stuff was fine and all that. But in all actuality, whenever they screwed around with the projector and opened up all these dimensions, they let out the hiss, which took over Trench. He was the first one to get screwed over by the hiss. And so. Slowly over the years, he ended up becoming paranoid of everybody and, you know, going crazy because of this. And he didn't even know what was going on. And meanwhile, I think Darling figured it all out because he was researching it because they took that whole dump back to the building. And he was researching all these things. So he finds Hedron, a.k.a. Polaris, which is the guiding being that was protecting Jesse and basically how she gets her powers in the game. 
so Hedron Polaris is in the building as well, and you don't know this till like the end of the game because you're you're just there to find your brother and stuff. Polaris leads you there, but you don't know that Polaris is there. But man, this is really convoluted, isn't? But uh, <laughs> Doctor Darling, it's like lost all over again. Doctor Darling uses Polaris, aka Hedron. To build these devices to protect people from the hiss before the hiss even becomes prominent because he figured it all out before all this happens so trench goes crazy kills himself the hiss gets free starts wreaking havoc everywhere but then dylan which is jesse's brother who's also in the building he basically welcomes the hiss in and ends up kind of like becoming one with them so anyway you go and you find him and you find all this crap out and you know he he's kind of trying to paint the bureau as the bad guys like oh it's all trench's fault and in a way it was but it wasn't really his fault because it's the kids fault technically because they're the ones who opened up the other dimensions and let the hiss out so jesse ends up being like you know okay it's kind of my responsibility now to deal with this because we're the ones who let all this out and it's it's just really intense and crazy and uh you get there and you you free polaris but not in time so hedron ends up dying and you know at the beginning of the game jesse gives this whole monologue about <clears throat> like this this analogy of what the 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 bureau building is like it's a, it's like a poster on a wall and there's a hole in the wall behind the poster. And that's what that's what the bureau is, the unseen hole in the wall. But then at the end, Hedron dies and she's like, I was wrong. There is no no nothing else. It really is just a poster. And then she gets taken over by the hiss. Everybody gets taken over by the hiss. But then <laughs> Sorry, I'm gonna let you guys talk. Just, just let me, just let me get through all this. <laughs> but then, you're basically like in your own little dream world, I guess, where she's just a regular lackey for the bureau, and she's like handing out mail and scanning papers and fixing coffee mugs and stuff like that, and literally you're doing these tasks and every time you complete one, it pops back up again. Like that's literally all you're supposed to be doing, but you really just need to go and give the director his mail. And then like, it's almost like groundhog's day. Cause like something happens and you get like pushed out and it resets. And then all of a sudden you're doing the same stuff over and over again, but then you finally break free and you go and you cleanse the brother who ends up being in a coma and then Jesse ends up taking up responsibility as the director, vowing to finish off the hiss and get rid of them. And that's basically the end of the game. Oh, another side note, because, you know, Trench dies or whatever, but uh, Darling's fate is kind of ambiguous. Like, you don't really know what happens to him. But... If you talk to Emily, who's one of the chicks that helps you and uh, becomes one of your management team, if you talk to her and read some of the documents, you end up finding out that Darling was basically 
teleported to another dimension because she ends up talking to him through a dream or like through the hotline or whatever. Oh, I didn't even talk about the hotline. Gosh, damn it. There's so much to this game, bro. (laughs) So there's this old school phone like from like the 50s or 60s and it lets you communicate with dead people and like people in other dimensions, beings in other dimensions and things like that. So throughout the whole game, you're like talking to the former director who killed himself and you're talking to these other people that are supposed to be dead and whatnot. And so, you know, near the end of the game, darling calls you and tells you to go to his office and stuff to find the end game and all this other stuff. So you assume he's dead, but in all actuality, I'm pretty sure now it's not, I'm not positive because like I said, this is all really convoluted and out there, but I think Hedron at one point, teleports him to like another dimension of sorts so i think he's still technically alive and conscious somewhere so that that's that's just another aspect of the game that's really cool to me like they didn't leave any loose ends because you know like like i said the whole time i'm wondering where's darling where's darling where's my darling and he's just nowhere to be found so when i finally you know figure all this crap out and i'm like wow this is mind bending all this stuff that i'm talking right now like i'm i'm not even giving these guys an opportunity to speak right now cuz there's just so much crap with the story that it's just so good and they you know that's why you have to read the documents and stuff and in other games that are like this you know they have the documents and stuff like that like i'll read some of them but the majority of them i don't really read but this game, I was reading all the documents, watching the little videos and everything. It was just adds so much to the game. But anyway, I'm done now. So you guys can talk about the story now. I just, I just had to get all that out there. Oh, fuck. I do want to talk about the ashtray maze because it's one of my favorite parts of the whole game. Uh, but I'll let somebody else talk first. Uh, let's start with Matt, since he's the other one who beat it, what did you think of the story? I mean, you explained it great, but I still didn't give a shit about it, to be honest. (laughs) 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 Um, You're killing me. (laughs) He hates everything, folks. But it was not compelling me. I was reading all the documents like you're supposed to. It was just, I mean, it was cool, but I guess I'm not a big sci-fi guy or whatever. But I don't know. It didn't feel like I didn't even give a shit. I don't know who her brother is, first of all. So I don't know why we're going to save him. <laughs> um, I don't know. It just felt like a whole bunch of jumbled up shit. And then at the end, it's like, well... Just got taken over, and if I would have stopped there and not let the credits roll, I would have just be done with the game. But no, you have to wait. And then chapter ten rolls around, and you do the whole uh, ending thing for real. But um, I mean, it was cool. I really, it was an interesting for sure. It was definitely weird. I like it fucked me over. I was like, "What is happening right now?" Yeah, mind bending. What is right? happening right now? See, I'm not usually big into sci-fi either, but I really got into it. Yeah. They just went so in-depth with it. Yeah, that's a, 
that's the thing is I'm usually the sci-fi guy and I'm just the same as Matt. It's just, it doesn't grab me. It doesn't compel me. I just yeah. don't care what's happening. I feel really. like it would have been a better movie to be honest, in my opinion. See, dude, hold on. I'll give you that. I, you read my mind. I literally had that thought about halfway through the game and I still kind of feel that way. Cause you know, we talked about the gameplay and how good it is, but honestly, to me, it was all about the story for me. So, like, I would have rather read it as a book or seen it as a movie. So, I I completely agree with you there. Yeah. I still enjoyed the hell out of it, though. But, honestly, like, I could have literally taken all the gameplay away and just watched it as a movie or read it as a book or a TV series. Oh, my God, a TV series. Oh my god! It'd be like uh, it'd be like a black, it'd be like another Black Mirror. Like every episode's a new object oh of power that does something god. like wacky. Remedy, make it happen, and make sure you get Doctor Dur- Darling, 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 get my Darling, Darling, get my Darling. That dude's such like, a good actor. Uh, all in all, I didn't care. And to me, if I had to rate it as a reviewer, it'd be like a six out of ten, just because of the gameplay. For me, personally. I mean, I hear you. Because it's not really your thing. Yeah, well, so. I didn't really give a shit about Quantum Break too, until I played it. But it's, yeah, it's different because I cared because they set everything up, first of all. Like, and this one is kind of just, all right, well, you just found this building. You're going to explain everything. Uh, I know they explained it through documents. That was my initial. But yeah. It's like, I still don't know who her brother is and. I don't even really know who she is, and I mean that's the whole point of the game. Yeah, no, though. I get it, but it still didn't pull me yeah. in. But when I uh, restarted I it, that's how I felt when I started. When I restarted it yesterday, um, I was the same thing. Like the whole beginning, <laughs> I was just like, "Come on!" Like, cause it's just like there's so much video and like bullshit at the beginning before you even really get to do anything and i figured out last night that i didn't even i didn't even wait for the gun the first time around i quit that soon <laughs> oh my god i didn't oh, even wow. make it to the gun the first time i was like this is boring and i don't want to play it and I, i'm like i'll play it another day and i turned it off and then i just couldn't bring myself to turn it back on damn yeah, yeah. how do you feel about it now I mean, better than I did the first time. I don't know. Once I got a gun and some powers, it was all right. But like I said, I just, I don't know. It doesn't really do anything for me. Um, and like, I've had a couple times now with uh, bugs where, you know, like the first time uh, uh, was, what was it, down in the power pumps, whatever. And then you've got the, uh, the catacombs behind it that you have to go clear in order to Mm -hmm. put the third power box on or whatever. Well, I I totally missed the power boxes. I went right through the pumps, went right through into the back, and I did all the, like, cleared the whole back in the catacombs, and I was like, okay, I'm missing something. What's going on? So I went back. Then I figured out that you had to put the blocks in to activate the pumps. So I put the three boxes in to activate the pumps, and nothing happened. So I'm like, okay, I'm obviously still missing something. So I spent 40 minutes running around like an idiot because you can't get the elevators locked. You can't get back out. So I'm stuck in the pumps and the catacombs. That's all I've got. 
and I'm running around and there's nothing. And I'm like, well, what, like, what is going on? What am I missing? So finally I said, screw it and just Googled it. And uh, th so the games, you're supposed to put the pumps in first. And I guess because I didn't put the pumps in first, I glitched out the game and the, uh, the boss, it was supposed to be a boss fight and the boss just never showed up. So I had to shut the game off and open it back up again. And then the boss just kind of appeared there. Mm. As soon as I walked in the room, the boss appeared there and I was like, oh, okay, here we go. It's funny to me because I know what you're talking about. Like, I mean, it didn't happen to me because I didn't even know about the back door that led to the clogs until after I'd already done the pumps. So it's just, it's just funny to me how it worked out that way for you, because I don't know, I guess, you know, the, the door that led to the clogging was kind of like obscure a little bit. So it was just, it, it's just, I guess, a little funny to me that you just missed everything else but found like the most obscure part of the whole room first. <laughs> it, it, it definitely suits your personality for sure. I ran into yeah. a bug where um, the only bug that I ran into the whole game uh, I was in the astral plane doing one of the uh, one of the challenges that they, the, the board wants you to do and I was fighting this enemy on top of one of these um, protruding pillars. And it was one of the flying floating chair guys. Well, I like knocked him down, but he wasn't dead. And because he wasn't dead, I wasn't able to uh, cleanse this control point that I needed because basically for this challenge, there are several control points that you have to cleanse, which make more pillars and things come out so that you can get to the top. And I'm sitting there like looking around, maybe thinking that there's just another way, but it was just cause there was this random ass enemy still alive. So I literally had to jump down, find this dude kill him and then go back up and hit the control point to progress. But yeah, that was just like a really stuck in the ground or something. No, we'll see. Okay. So like, all these you've been to the astral plane so you know that the platforms are kind of like jutting out and stuff yeah but like yeah. this one was a really large area and there's like different levels of verticality so i was basically losing probably five minutes of progression to jump back down so i just figured that since i knocked him off like you know video game logic he's dead you know yeah. i thought i was gonna go so it took me a minute to realize maybe he's not dead so i literally had to jump down it, like five minutes backwards kill this dude and then go back up it was just like the most random thing so i can't really be too mad about it because like i mean it's just a perfect storm to get a situation like that which is probably why they never figured out that it was a bug yeah well yeah it's kind of the same thing right i did things out of order and that's why i ended up with a bug and then uh the second one i had um uh, I killed all the enemies, and so, again, something just didn't clear or whatever, and I ended up, uh, I think there was one enemy left or something. <clears> I can't remember exactly what it was, but I died, and when I came back, everything was just done. It just, like, skipped me to the next area, <laughs> even though, yeah, that's right, because I didn't finish killing the enemies. I died, and it, like, skipped me through to the next area, and I was like, what? But I didn't win. Okay, whatever, I'll take it. Like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right, Steven, Steven, come on, man. You got to you you gotta help me out here. What, what, what do you think? 
All right, so is it a perfect game? No. I can appreciate what they were going for, and I kind of like... I like how it wasn't necessarily predictable. Like, you know, it wasn't just, oh, yeah, this is, I know what's going to happen. Like, I didn't know what was going to happen. And I think they did a good job of subverting, not of subverting expectations, but keeping things mysterious enough, but giving you enough info if you really wanted to look for it. Yes. Because, I mean, those make, like, all of the, well, not all of them, but a lot of the great story games, you know, Knights of the Old Republic, uh, even some of the Halo games, Dark Souls, you know, all those games have lore that you need to look for that make the game better. So I think they did a really good job with, like, the tapes and the recordings and stuff. Even if you... I feel like even if you don't like this game, there was work put into this game. Like, you can't necessarily deny that. They really cared. They tried. And they may have failed in certain aspects, but uh, to was, me, that's a game they tried. It was definitely... Definitely a project of love. For instance, with that music video I was sure, talking about, sure. as I was watching, I was like, "Man, I I bet you this took a month for them to just to get this this music video." Right, right, for sure. I would. Yeah, things that. like especially you know, things it's like just... that. When you see stuff like that in a game, it's like it, you can tell that the people that made it were passionate. Yeah, it was absolutely right. Right. It was not a lazily made. Yeah, game, like I, sure. I feel like that's something that uh, that Call of Duty lost along the way. Like I, I think it was, I think it was Black oh, Ops Two. Yeah. Remember they did that music video with Avenged Sevenfold at the end. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. like that stuff like For that. Sure. Right, that was For back sure. in the day, and now like you know you don't you don't see that right. kind of stuff in any of the new ones. Yeah. Well, yeah. see, another I, thing I that's cool to me is that like, you know, you you just mentioned Avenged Sevenfold being in the Call of Duty. This wasn't even like that like they didn't even have a like a legitimate band it was just one of the voice actors the scientist guy yeah just making the music singing and screwing around and that made it it, that just added to the immersion because like you know it it wasn't like a real band it was just the scientist dr darling just singing the damn song fucking dancing around like a goofball it was just amazing yeah, well, I mean, if you if you haven't seen the Call of Duty one, the characters from the game are in it as well. Uh, yeah, so yeah, they, like they're on stage with Avenged Seven. It wasn't live action, right? Right. Yeah, right, right, but right. it was the characters. Oh, this is okay. No, I, I, I agree. This wrong. is like the the actual voice actor. I, okay, I, I assumed it was you meant the voice actor was you know voice acting. I didn't realize it was the actual voice actor in the video. Oh yeah, no, yeah, no. It, it's hilarious too, like because you know all the other videos he's. I mean, okay, so the game's over the top and stuff, and he's a little bit cheesy. But I mean, you you would kind of expect scientists to be like that, you know? What I mean, like like uh, not really outgoing and you know stuff like that. So they're like really weird and awkward and stuff like that, you know. So it, it kind of totally fits, and just you know, he, all the other videos, he's all serious and like talking about all this mind bending shit and then all of a sudden there's just this music video of him just dancing around and screwing around i'm just like this is amazing but yeah no i definitely i agree with the 
like you know like you guys were saying with the videos and the the documents and all that stuff like you could tell they did put a lot of work into the game and that's why like you know after i gave it a, a proper chance i can definitely say that it's not the game right it's me i'm just not connecting with the game the game seems good i'm just not connecting to it <laughs> there no see i I do think it is partly the game. There are certain things that I feel like the story could have done better. Like for it, for example, you know, they kind of throw you into the game, right? You just show up at this building and here we go, done, right? They talk about this event in Origin or or Ordinary, right? Like, I feel like if they started the game with the event happening in Ordinary, that would capture a lot more people. Like, if you started out yeah. in Ordinary as a kid, walking through, you get to meet the brother, you kind of get more attached to the characters, and then all of a sudden, like, the government shows up, this interdimensional traveling, you meet this entity. Like, I feel like when you go to the building as an adult after something like that, like, playing through that, you would, it would have a lot more impact. Yeah, okay. kind of like the, so, the intro for, um, oh, damn, uh... The, the original Last of Us. Right. Like, I get what they were going yeah, for. Yeah, because they're trying to build up like, the mystery. Like, okay, this is a mysterious yeah. event. Right. Because, you know, the whole game is, sure. you're, you're trying but, to figure out, you're trying to figure all these things out. Like, where in the hell this shit came from? Because even she, as a character, didn't know originally that that's what went down mm-hmm. until you read the documents and see the videos. And then she realizes later, like, oh, we were the ones who did this. I feel like you could still you could still theoretically do it, it to me in the same way without breaking the mystery. Well, like you okay. could still put it from her perspective. Okay, so if they had done it, but then just made it ambiguous, like because you know, because remember how I was talking about how Trench had like the head, uh, the earache, or you know, the, the right. trauma to his ears and stuff. Like they could have shown that and mm-hmm. left that ambiguous, because then you know, exactly, because that's when the hiss takes him over or starts to, and I guess. You know, nobody else knew that in the game, and they could have illustrated that, and then we still wouldn't know. So it would still be kind of mysterious. So I'll give you that. They probably could have done that. That would be how I would do it personally. Now, obviously, like, this is all in hindsight. Like, after, you know, the game's been over, basically. Like, you know, we've eaten a game, or I haven't eaten a game, but y'all have, and other people have. So, you know, it is with the, the benefit of hindsight, but. You know, if I were to write the story, that's what I would do. And I feel like that would take care of that beginning animosity towards the game. Yeah, I, I think I think I'll I'll give you that. I do want to bring attention to how polished the game is and how uh how lacking it is in bugs. I know we talked about a couple bugs, but the game runs, feels, and plays well and in this day and age, that's kind of uncommon. Oh, for sure, yeah. But, I mean, for me, it was just the how, old... how big the bug was. You know what I mean? Like, I was just stuck, and I didn't know I was stuck. So I, mean, right. I literally wasted 40 minutes stuck. Right. You know, <laughs> you know that was very frustrating yeah. for me. Understandable. The problem, the, I've, the only issue I had, I didn't have any necessarily bugs. I had frame drops yeah, real bad in certain spots. See, sure. I had that like if I paused the game in the middle of something happening, when I unpaused it, it would lag. But that's a 
yeah, that happened a lot to me, but I would have them in the middle of a fight. Like, I would turn a corner, and there would be, like, 20 enemies in the whole game. Uh, just... Oh, oh. The... I bet you it's because I'm on PS5 that I didn't know probably yet. Yeah. Okay, that makes yeah, sense I believe that. to me. I didn't notice mine that, was... though, with mine. Like, I didn't have any, so far at least, I haven't had any lag issues with it or anything. It was just, you know, it seems like if you don't do things exactly the right way, it breaks the game. Which was the experience that I had, right? Yeah. I broke the game because I did shit out of order. Mm. Right, right. <laughs> kind of like you, uh, you guys trying to go over levitation spots without levitation. <laughs> there's a will, there's... What were you going to say, Matt? No. I was just saying, um, I had the same <laughs> thing. Uh, That's frame fair. drops on PS4, at least. I'm on a pro, but still. Frame drops and, like, it'll lag every now and then when I walk into a room. And then, you know, a bunch of weird, like, bodies will go through the ground type thing. I mean, it was fun. Other than that, it ran great. Okay. Yeah, for some reason, like, it just, I guess it just didn't occur to me that I was playing on the PS5. Because, like I said, I'm just like, it just ran surprisingly well. But then I was like, oh, yeah, I'm on PS5. Not everybody's in the future, pugs. But yeah, I. Where so? Where are those? Uh, where are those SD I cards? Got, I feel like I got to go do a drug deal, but with a PlayStation Five to get one. <laughs> People were doing that with toilet paper, okay? PS Five is yeah. probably the best thing you could do that with. It's crazy to me that it's still so no, hard it's... to get one. It's going to be until next year. I'm gonna make that drug deal, bro. Don't t- don't tempt me. Yeah. Well, the only <laughs> advice I can give I mean, anybody the... <laughs> who's trying to get one is just keep trying when you hear about it. Don't get frustrated and be like, "Nope, I'm done." If you hear about it, just try and get one. That's all you can do. Yeah, it's uh, attacked again. I'm in the wrong profession, clearly. <laughs> Scalpers, baby. I've started. Uh, I've exactly. heard at least up here. I've heard that the, one of the best places to find one <laughs> is Shoppers Drug Mart. So every time I go to shoppers, I'm like, you guys got any PS5s in the back? Like, uh, what you got? Get stuff. What you, you got, bud? Yeah. What are you buying? <laughs> what are you selling? <laughs> I've had a couple Frank times the, the cashier just looks at me and she's like, what? No. I'm like, hey, just just checking. You know, bring my stuff through. I'll leave peacefully. What's a, what's a, what's a PlayStation? What's a PlayStation? <laughs> Dude, that was me when I was a kid. Like, because... <laughs> I only played like Sega Genesis and like Nintendo and stuff. So, like this this kid that we grew up with in the neighborhood who ended up being like a millionaire later. But anyway, he was like talking about his PlayStation. Like, what the hell is a PlayStation? I'm like, is that like a room with a bunch of crab in it? Like, like no, it's a freaking game, bro. I'm like, whoa, my own PlayStation. The innocence yeah, had, uh, of a child. We had NES because my dad loved it. Um, we actually, I, I have like four of them because my dad would just grab them whenever he saw them at a garage sale or something because, you know, finicky they were, right? Yeah. So if one of them, would, if one mm. of them was giving us a hard time, we would just switch it, switch it out and put a different console in. And then usually that one would work because it hasn't been used in a while, right? And then uh, uh, my aunt got and uncle got their kids at Sega <clears throat> and she tried to convince my dad to get us one. He's like, oh, they have a Nintendo. They don't need more Nintendo. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. 
So my aunt, my aunt and uncle ended up getting it for us. So we had the NES and the Sega. And then um, we didn't, I don't think I got another like new console until PS3. Like I picked up the other ones along the way here and there, but like I got, you know, SNES when it was way out of date. Um, you know, I love this. I got, I got a PS2 when they were, you know, by, by the time I got a PS2, they were already getting modded and stuff. So I got a modded PS2. And just rented, oh, nice. rented every game from the video store and burned them. <laughs> nice. So yeah, I think I, the first console I ever got when it was like new, new, other than my Sega was PS3. Just remember, Sega does when Nintendo. That was an actual, an actual commercial, back whenever Sega and Nintendo were having console wars, before the days of. Xbox and PlayStation. Mm-hmm. Sega does when Nintendo. <laughs> I remember that. God, remember when people could were mm-hmm. actually debating whether Sonic was better than Mario? <laughs> hey, they're not debating that anymore. I mean, I feel like that's a pretty solid debate. Ooh, we could have a whole podcast just on listen. that. <laughs> listen. Oh yeah, that Sonic, Sonic has a werewolf. Stop. I like stop. Oh yeah, see, I've ended the stop. conversation already. Look at that. Mario Look at that. I've already ended it. I know I'm gonna get a lot of hate for that because people love Mario Golf. But Mario Golf was amazing. Don't don't even bro. Come on. Don't bro. Even. Mario plays every sport. He's in the Olympics, <laughs> didn't you see? He's in Mario. the Sonic Mario Olympics. <laughs> Mario basically just has everything though since, like, over the years yeah guess who's good at so racing Sonic wow who would have figured that one out there's so many different versions of Mario you know uh, now these days like he's in hey Smash man. Brothers he's in Mario Kart he's in Mario I mean Mario versus Rabbids is a he's whole in other Sonic game. Like, if you guys have never played Mario versus Rabbids fantastic yeah. game hey man I've Sonic seen it can run around the world in seconds but Mario but can't catch Dr. Robotnik on foot. I have a, Just saying. Uh, question off the, the Mario topic. What would Not you guys uh, rate control if you were reviewing it like I guess I did apparently? Hmm. I would give it a 7.5, 8 out of 10. I'd give it an 8.5 just because... Don't say the music video. Of... <laughs> it's funny because i wasn't actually going to but that's at least seven though that's at least seven i really like i literally sat there for an hour and watched it over like seriously i'm not gonna lie but i I don't know i'd say from what i've seen of it probably about seven and a half eight for me like because again like i just i feel like it's more me than the game's fault that we're not getting along for me it's just the way they married it all, the way they brought it all together, the way that, you know, because usually it's like I said before, the documents and stuff that you get in games, I'll just ignore them a lot because it's just, I don't care. But in this game, it just adds so much to it. And it, they're so damned interesting, all of them. And it's funny the vid- to me that we're all like that and this in this game for whatever reason you're the only one that cared (laughs) 
it's just they're so damn <laughs> interesting. And then the videos, the fact that they use you, you know, live action, you know, videos like the 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 actual people, not like CG and stuff like that. It just <clears throat> it added to the immersion and it made it all more believable. And at the end of the day, though the main story itself wasn't the strongest, the sum of all the parts put together made a very cohesive, believable, strong story for me. So I really ended up liking it. If you like that, really did. Quantum Break is going to throw some shit at you because it's just exactly like that with the live action stuff. Yeah, I'm definitely going to play that. Now, going back to what I think, you know, you know, I, I give it an 8, 8.5 or whatever, but it's like we were saying before, I would have loved to have it as a book series or a movie or a TV show, like a procedural TV show. That'd be freaking fantastic. So, but as a game, it's 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 a solid game. It plays great. It feels good. It works great. And, you know, the story, everything comes together in the story cohesively and it all enhances each other all aspects of the story enhance each other so uh, yeah it's just fascinating i would say if you have a playstation you should absolutely play this game at least once even if you don't like it it was free it was even yet right exactly even if you you don't even if you don't like it, you need to at least try it. That's one of those games to me. You have to play it at least once. Again, if you don't like it, you can make your own assumption about it. And if you're going to try it, give it a couple hours. Mm-hmm. Don't stop try before it. you pick up the director's gun. Like, yeah, <laughs> at least pick up the gun. You know? At least give yourself least some take abilities. The, at least take the red pill. Exactly. Uh, I think it's the red pill. My, my ADD issues... I spent ten minutes watching videos and stuff, and I'm like, this this game's terrible. We all know this anymore. Oh, I'm not, I haven't blown something's brains out immediately. Uh, bad game. One out of ten. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that's understandable. That's that's actually funny because that's exactly what I said to my girlfriend. I'm like, I played that game for like ten to fifteen minutes, and I didn't kill anything, <laughs> and I just turned it off. <laughs> Even Fall Guys, you can like throw people off. You know, you can kill people. So. There you go. Hell yeah. Don't what get him started. Right Don't get him started. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> I know. He could have I his know. own podcast about Fall Guys. <laughs> his own podcast series about Fall Guys. Where Each every episode, episode for just individual guys. matches. Yeah. At least a five episode miniseries for sure. Man, I really talked a lot. Like, that was mostly me talking about the story the whole time. Well, the story is that convoluted, though. Like, if you wanted to have to explain the story, you couldn't explain the story without explaining everything in it. Like, you couldn't just leave something out. There's a lot to go over. Oh, there's... What did you guys think of the ashtray maze? Oh, crap. You guys didn't even get to see Matt, what did you think of the ashtray maze? That was my favorite part, too, (laughs) next to the music video. From a yeah, gameplay like, perspective, it was my favorite part. Last night when you guys were talking about the ashtray maze, I was like, you gotta be kidding me. There's an <laughs> ashtray maze? What? I, oh, I, I was wasn't... dumb. I confused 
Because when you first go there, you're supposed to go and find Ati, who is the janitor. Now, I thought he was going to be in the maze somewhere. So I sat there for a solid 20 <laughs> minutes running around in literal circles. Because you can't technically go through the maze until you find him and talk to him. So I thought I was going to find him in the maze. No, you have to go back to the janitor's office and talk to him. So I was like... <sighs> you know, I did something similar... Um... The first time you meet, I can't remember his name. At uh, it starts with an A as well, but it's the the uh, security guy. Yeah, oh, I know you're talking, yeah, about. Security, talking about. Whatever his name is. Yeah, mm-hmm. the first time you meet him, when you go to that yeah. area and he's in like the little security office. Arashi, I think his name is. Yeah, I 100 <laughs> percent ran right past the security office, <laughs> and I'm exploring this whole big area. I went into like there's the side area. The power plant. Go to next. Yeah, yeah. So you're supposed to go there next or whatever. I went in there and I'm like, man, you it? suck at video games, yeah. bro. <laughs> and then I went back and I'm running around back in that area again, and I see security <laughs> on the wall, and I'm like, ah. only you, bro, only you. But anyway, back to ashtray maze. So you you go. And you talk to the janitor, and he gives you his headset. He's like, oh, this will help you get through the maze. And then you you, you go back to the maze, and this music starts friggin' just blaring. The song's called Take Control. I know, right? Isn't that great? And uh, <laughs> first of all, the song's fantastic. And second of all, like, this maze is just, like, it's, it reminds me of a fun house almost, because, like, it's just a bunch of it's like it, it looks like this house as you're going through it, but it's constantly transforming as you go. Like the walls are coming down and other walls are closing up and you know, the floor rises like an elevator and you're fighting all these enemies while this stuff's going on and all this the music's playing and stuff like that. So it was just really cool from a gameplay perspective. It was probably the best section. I just find it wild that they put a maze in a game that is basically a giant maze. <laughs> it's a maze inside of a maze. Dude, like there was there was one spot where oh yeah, that was another glitch I had. Um when you're uh trying to get to somewhere, I can't remember where I was trying to get to to find uh Marshall. Yeah. And uh, I fought all these enemies and then the uh, whatever psychotherapy, whatever place I was trying to get to was still blocked and I couldn't get in there. So I went and I found this spot and there was like a button, but I was like, okay, well, maybe I don't want to activate this yet. I'll come back after I finish exploring everything in this area. So I went and wandered around. Do you think I could find that button again to save my life? Not a chance. I have no idea where that button is. (laughs) But then I ended up... uh, a bunch of enemies respawned outside that door again and I ended up ki- getting killed and when I respawned the door was cleared huh. only you but I, but I still never actually hit the button which I'm assuming the button was to activate I don't even know like I said I don't even know what the button was for but didn't didn't hit it don't know what it was for but yeah it was another time where the, the room was blocked couldn't figure out how to get through died respawned and there's the door open and I'm like what I didn't even do anything I don't understand what's going on in this game like <laughs> only you. <sighs> How dare you? You should be like that a glitches. Q&A tester. <laughs> well, it's just like all these their games and find all these all these straightforward obvious things and you just miss them all. Yeah, I just well, I mean, that's 
probably because I was just crashing through the game as fast as possible. Yeah, I hear you. So I was like running right through stuff that I should have found easy. I would still recommend you guys. Well, Steven seems at least mildly interested that I, I would recommend that you try and finish the game, maybe even though I kind of went over everything. But I mean, obviously, that's that's your prerogative. But yeah, I probably won't. <laughs> I figured you wouldn't. But yeah. I'll send you that music video I was talking about. Oh, for movie. sure. Yeah, I want to see that. Yes, yeah, absolutely fantastic. I may have already skipped that video. Like, I, I forget when it some, comes into some play. Of, like, reward for watching the videos or not so i just activated them and left uh, well see they're in your case files or whatever you can go back and watch all of them and stuff all the audio recordings and oh, okay. videos it's all really interesting but yeah there's a good chance that i'll probably never i know back i know you i know you <laughs> i'll probably end up I finishing mean, it just because yeah it's possible that i'll get into it another time but I mean, literally, I was playing it while we were talking, and I ended up turning it off because, <laughs> I don't know, there was some Firebird thing that just kept one-shotting me. You know, I'm glad I stuck with it because at the beginning, it's like we were saying, it was kind of, you know, hard to get into because there's just, the the premise is so basic. But I think I really got sucked in and I got hooked because it just keeps escalating. Like you keep getting sucked into it more and more because at first you're just there because you're looking for your brother. And then it's just all this stuff keeps happening. And you keep, as you learn more and more about it, like I said, I just got sucked in just like I got sucked in the refrigerator into another dimension. The game sucked (laughs) me in just like the fridge did. (laughs) Uh, Oh, one of the other things I found frustrating was uh, sometimes uh, the control point that you respawn at is like super far away. Well, that's and, because like, there's the limited is... control points. Oh yeah, yeah, and that which is fine. Like I don't mind that, like having to run through to get back to where I was. Like, the problem was half the time I didn't know how to get back to where I was. Ah, hmm. uh, see, I the place is like a giant maze. You know what I mean? Like I have no right. idea where to go. I, I was I referring. Know, I don't even know where I was, let alone how to get there. I was referring to the map <laughs> a lot. The fast travel points help, and it does mark your objective on the map, but there were a couple of areas that it was marked on the map, but I still couldn't figure out how to get to, and I literally had to Google it. Like, the Black Rock Quarry, I had to look up, and I think there was a part in the containment sector that I had to look up, because I my sense of direction is uh, generally bad, so... In this game, it, it was. I'm surprised I was able to find my way as much as I did. So, oh, but yeah, I just want to fall, guys. Get a match. <clears throat> but I think that. Uh, yeah, I know. I like I said, I found I found that frustrating for sure. The fact that like the place, like I said, a giant maze, and I mean that again, that might have been partially because I was crushing through the game without really paying attention. So. Yeah, I'll give it. It's another one. I'll say that's on me. Surprisingly, it didn't bother me, considering my direction, my sense of direction is bad, and that it was a maze. I actually didn't really get super frustrated with that regard. 
except for those couple yeah. instances where I had to look it up. And I still wasn't necessarily frustrated. I was just like, you know, I'm not going to spend two hours trying to figure out how to get over there. Oh, right. Yeah, but again, to me, that, that could be an investment thing, right? You were way more invested in the game than I was. Yeah. Yeah. I, Man, man. I just, I can't get over how much it ended up sucking me in because it happened gradually. Because as, you know, at first I was kind of whatever, like to the point where when I first played the game, I quit mm-hmm. and didn't play it again for like a year and a half until now. And, but this time around, it was just like, the more I played it, it just, I got into it a little bit more and then a little bit more. And by the time I beat the game, I was just like, damn. And now I'm playing the DLC and it's still really good. I'm just like, man. So, yeah. Yeah. Another thing that kind of bothered me about it is the fact that you find out pretty early or well, you assume pretty early on that the entire game is going to be inside this building. I mean, it more... I don't know why that bothered me, but when they said it, I was like, oh, all right, so this whole game is in one building, great. Ah, right, 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 right. See, I kind of I kind of like that aspect of it, that all this crazy crap is happening in just one building. Like, all this random, crazy, mind-bending stuff, different dimensions, that all of it's happening in one building. That That kind of just lends more, you know to everything that you know the more it, it adds more to the craziness of it all because it's like all this yeah. stuff's happening in a building that's in the middle of new york city that nobody even knows, that nobody knows about and nobody has any idea that any of this is going on it just makes you think i like that yeah I don't know. Honestly, I don't even know why that bothered me. It was just as soon as I figured it out, I was like, Ugh. I think it's because you're having, if you're having a hard time, like going around looking for stuff, and then it's like, okay, you're going to spend the whole time, the whole game, not knowing where you're going. This has been another episode of the Mediocre Gaming Super Friends Committee. Follow us on Facebook at the Mediocre Gaming Super Friends Committee and on Twitter at MGSFC Gaming.